Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. You're having sex, you're hot, you're heavy, you're passionate, you're fucking like crazy sex-starved animals. And in the heat of the moment, there have been a few guys who have tried to maybe put three fingers in or they're trying to get down to the past the knuckles and just get more in there. No. I would think so the wrist part would probably create the same sensation right at the entrance to my pussy that the big dildo creates. I don't know, hippy dippy, like, oh, you know, make love to yourself. <laughs> but you really kind of have to. You have to touch yourself the way you'd want your, how do you want your partner to touch you? Start touching yourself like that and explore it and how it feels. Oh, I'm lucky the poor things doesn't have battle scars at this point because sometimes I can get very aggressive. I've found that the partners that take the time to really explore my body with me and for me, oh my God, those are the guys that make me come like crazy. everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, happy Tuesday. Oh my gosh. I have so much going on. <laughs> Lots of exciting stuff. I hope everyone's doing well. Did you guys get a chance to check out episode 281 this last Saturday with Jessica Esfandieri? And she is the host of Open Late Podcast. Oh my gosh, such a great interview with her. She's so interesting and sexy and beautiful. And just, I love her whole open non-monogamy vibe. And she seems to have just handled this so well within her marriage. It always makes me happy when I see people that can handle this stuff well in an adult-like manner and I just think in this day and age, there's no reason why you can't have the type of relationship that you need. And we need to stop trying to stick square pegs into round holes and conforming to some some mold that really just doesn't work for us. And it's okay to say it doesn't work for us and to do something else. And I just love how Jessica and her husband and her partner, you know, how they're all open. And it's really interesting just to see that point of view. So I highly, highly recommend you guys give a listen to that episode 281. That was uh, just this last Saturday. So that'll be the episode before this one. And also check out the Open Late podcast. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Okay, let's jump in here. I got, um, I've been getting, since I, <laughs> since I did the I Love Big Hands and Hand Dominance episode, I've been getting a lot of people writing in and emails and some and the pie tin challenge. Do you know what's funny about the pie tin challenge? I have to tell you a little side story here. My editor, Sergio, he does the, he's doing more for editing for me now. And so he's kind of writing the show notes and just doing doing more stuff. And he heard, he was listening to the episode and he thought I said the Python challenge. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how he typed it in the show notes. I had to correct it. No, no, no. I mean, I could see where you're going with the Python thing. This makes sense. <laughs> I could see why he thought I said Python, but no, it's pie tin. <laughs> As in, a, you know, you bake a pie in a pie tin. Yeah. <laughs> thought I'd set that record straight there. Thanks, Sergio, for that 
for providing me with some humor. Anyway, so I've been getting pictures sent in from the Pi 10 Challenge, and then a couple people ended up migrating to the website. Again, they heard me wrong too. You Maybe you're sitting next to Sergio. They didn't hear me clearly. I When I said you can send them to my email address, the email is curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. So you know how my website's thecuriousgirldiaries.com? There you go. So you just send it to curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. That is my proper email address. So don't be confused. You can't send this stuff in to the website because it doesn't allow you to attach anything. You can send me comments. You just can't attach anything. So if you want to send me your pie tin hand picks for my viewing pleasure, there you go. That's how you do it. All right. Uh, speaking of big hands, you guys all know, it's, I've made no bones about it, like tall guys, big, tall strapping guys, big hands. This is just my thing. Like I, it just turns me on. It's my sort of, oh, I don't know, trigger. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, fetish kink. I don't even know. It's just like, whoo, makes me so hot, so wet, so turned on. But somebody asked me, uh, some, I get all these lovely, lovely questions and it always fascinates me what you guys pick up on. But so somebody asked me about the, you know, they were the big hands and they said, do you like big hands or are you looking for big hands because you want to be fisted by someone with big hands? And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I, I do not want to be fisted. So Every, let's see, no, I won't say every guy I've been with, but yeah, when you're with someone, right, and you've, they've got big hands and, you know, fingers and stuff are going to go in you, you know, you're having sex, you're hot, you're heavy, you're passionate, you're fucking like crazy sex-starved animals. And in the heat of the moment, there have been a few guys who have tried to maybe put three fingers in or they're trying to get down to the past the knuckles and just get more in there. No, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit and it doesn't feel good. I'm not ready for it. I would think that that's something you'd have to, <laughs> I don't even know how to make that one happen. I think that's something you'd have to just <sighs> plan for and breathe, do your breathing, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like Lamaze breathing. I mean, isn't this, wouldn't this be the equivalent of like trying to have a baby? <laughs> by sticking a big old hand in there. Because I know these aren't small hands. These are big hands. I just don't see it. I don't see it. And again, now I always say this, right? I say, oh, I'll never do that. I won't say never. There's on a scale of one to 10, what's the appeal of that for me? I don't know. See, now that I'm, hold on, I'm, I'm having the thought here. Like as I talk about it, I'm sort of crossing my legs a little bit and I'm wrapping my I'm doing, I'm in this yoga position. I've got my feet wrapped around, like all the way around. It's called eagle pose. I'm doing, it's Gararasana, eagle pose. I'm doing that right now with my legs. So any of you yogis out there know what I'm talking about. When I start to wrap my legs around, because I can go around a couple times and have my toes sticking out from behind my calf muscle from the other leg, opposite leg over and wrapped around. I'm doing that right now. And when I do that, it usually means like I'm getting a little excited. So something there is, I guess there's an appeal to it, which is odd because when I started answering this question, I was like, just no way, no. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My answer was no. I thought I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to answer it. And of course my answer is no. And then as I'm starting to talk about it, I'm like, well, I don't know now. Hmm, there's a thought. <laughs> Let me think. When it's been tried before 
and I don't know that they were trying per se. It's just, I, what I felt was I was getting to the line where I'm like, okay, well, let's stop that because that's not going to go any farther. Or that's just, it was just understood that like, that's as far as it will go. You know what I mean? So maybe that's something I would try. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Now I'm confused. I'm confusing myself here right now on a podcast. <laughs> Normally I'm so decisive. Hmm. I'm going to think about that. I mean, it's, I would say it sounds 40% interesting, but here's my worry, I guess. My worry is that, Jesus, like right now I'm flashing on HK's hands because he sent me a hand pick the other day. Just, he was, well, he did the pie tin pick. I told him, send me a picture of your hands. I'm like, whip out a pie tin. I want to see this right now. And then just the other day, he sent me a picture, you know, kind of like blowing me a kiss and his hands were like so fucking big. I swear to God, like they could just cover his face. Oh my God. Oh, they're massive. And I don't think those hands would go in me. I just have to say, yeah, I don't know. But when I'm thinking about, so, and now I'm, my mind is jumping to, I'm thinking about my big, that big, my big dildo that I always talk about on the show with the suction cup, how good that feels. It's certainly not the size of a hand, but it's girthy. It's got some girth. And there's a different sensation that you get when you're completely filled like that and everything is getting contact. It's not just like one specific spot or pressure point. It's like everything is just a little stretched. It makes everything super snug. And then you're feeling the head of the dildo is crossing over your G-spot over and over. And then you have the fullness feeling along with getting your A-spot, which... Oh, it's just like I was masturbating with it the other day and that A-spot thing, it's a trip. I mean, I'm going to get kind of jumping ahead here because the other thing I wanted to talk about was some more masturbation stuff. I was going to roll into that because I had a question about it, but... Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Just the, oh my gosh, yeah, that A-spot. It's amazing because it it hurts initially. There's this, I don't know, like aching pain sensation, not like, ow, but yeah, I mean, and then, but it's pleasurable. It's the strangest thing. Like there is, there's truth to that statement. There is pleasure in pain. And oh my gosh, it feels so good. So I'm kind of wondering now my mind is going and I'm thinking, well, maybe that's the effect a hand can create and maybe I should try it. And maybe I'm going to have to change my answer to this person that ask me this question and say, maybe before it was just, no, no, I just don't, I don't want a big hand in me. And now I'm like, well, (laughs) maybe, yeah, I might put that on the list. I mean, I could just try it. First of all, it may, again, what I've run into is while I'm trying to do it, it's in the middle of a sex act and I'm anticipating other things coming I'm not, so I'm surprised by it. It's like, oh, no, 
this is just something that isn't going to work. Let's not get sidetracked. Let's go keep going with where we're ultimately going. And I think if I was ready for it and I knew that that's what we were doing, like when I fisted BE, I mean, it was talked about, we planned it, there was prep for it and it just like, it worked. So I'm trying to imagine a fist inside my pussy. Now, when you get past the fist, then the wrist part you got the wrist and you got the fist. I would think, so the wrist part would probably create the same sensation right at the entrance to my pussy that the big dildo creates. That would feel good. I mean, so that part, yes, the wrist part, I'm just worried about the hand. (laughs) I think I can handle the wrist. I don't know about the hand. Like, what does it do when it's in there? I mean, I know what I was doing when I was fisting BE. So would somebody be doing the same thing to me? It was kind of like I had my hand like balled up in a fist and I was sort of moving it in and turning it in and out, in and out, like quarter turn, quarter turn, quarter turn, rotating it, moving in in that motion, pulling in and out. And that really excited him. A lot. It was amazing. It was amazing to see. And so now I'm kind of like trying to put myself in that position. And now I was fisting him in his ass, obviously. I do not want to be fisted in my ass. That I know. I'm not going to even question that one. For right now, no, that's a no. But in my pussy, I don't know. It's starting to sound a little more interesting. And jump to a kind of a sidebar here. In my negotiations for my male, female, male, I have cleared it with both guys that DVP is okay with both of them. And because you got to make sure that guys are okay with penises touching. They're going to touch. There's two things I definitely want out of a male, female, male. I want double penetration. So someone's in, you know, someone's in my ass, someone's in my pussy. And I also want to try DVP. So, and I'm saying, and as I talk about this with the guys, I'm like, I don't know that everybody's going to, I don't know it's going to fit. See, I'm worried about the size thing. Again, like with the fisting, that's the thing that deters me. But if I have enough lube and I'm relaxed enough, it seems like I could do it. So maybe I'll start out with a DVP, right? With my male, female, male threesome. And then I will see how that goes. And that'll get, I think that'll be a good indicator because penises are soft, softer than a hand. And they have more give to them than a hand. And a big old hand. A big man's hand is just a big old hand. I'm talking about big old hands, guys. I don't know if you guys have any point of reference here, but hands I like are massive. <laughs> oh, <sighs> So exciting. God, okay. Let me get my thoughts straight here. Woo, I need a, I need a fan. This room is heating up. Let me take a sip of my coffee. It's still morning time. I'm going to have to masturbate after this. Why did I get myself so riled up? All right, yeah. So I think the official answer is on the fisting, it's a maybe. It's a maybe. I started with a no and now I'm a maybe. There you go. Thank you to the person that sent that one in because now there's possibly something new on my list. But like I said, I think I'll use the DVP to sort of like tiptoe my way into seeing if that would be something I could do. Okay. Let's see here. Another interesting question I got was about, it's centered around, I won't read the whole email because I don't want to turn this into a Q&A, but 
I'm kind of turning this into a Q&A without turning it into a Q&A because I realized recently, I'm like, Jesus, I've only done one this year and we're in May, right? So I kind of have gotten behind on that. But sometimes I throw little questions in at the beginning of a show. So this one, I'm just going to answer some fun, little interesting things and go off on tangents as I do. But someone was asking me about trust in relationships and why do I kind of get so down on cheaters and why do I need, what does it matter if it's casual and just It was a very long email, but I just kind of want to lightly sort of address that. You know, the stuff that I'm doing, why it's important to me. And I, while I think it's, while I think it's fairly obvious, I guess to some people it may not be, but you know, sex is very intimate and even on a casual level, when I say casual, I mean the relationship you have with that person outside of the sex act can be casual. The friendship that you have is casual. You are friends with benefits. But in order for me to have a friend, I consider a friend someone that I that I actually trust, that I believe is a good person, has good intentions, isn't a jackass, doesn't do inconsiderate things by nature and just as a way of being. I mean, if I were out and I met a guy and he was totally rude and disrespectful and whatever, it's like there would never be the possibility of me to consider them for sex. It's like it wouldn't, it couldn't lead to that because it'd be like, man, that guy's such an ass. That would be my stumbling block. It's like, boop, that's where it would stop right there. So trust is part of that. Part of what I look for in people, in human beings is, and what's on my list of what makes a good person is someone that's honest or tries to be. None of us are all 100% honest, my, you know, of course, and we all lie, but in some way, shape or form. But I do think there's a, you can distinguish a little white lie how much do you weigh? Oh, I weigh 135 pounds. Okay, is that really 138 or is it 135? You know, like that's that's a little, I consider that a little white lie. I mean, now some people it's like you're honest or you're not. I, I get it. I'm just giving you the context for how I approach this stuff. So someone that you can't trust, if I'm going to, I have to be attracted to them. They have to have some redeeming qualities as a human being and just I have to be interested in them and physically attracted and all that. And then we can have a casual sexual relationship. That's the jumping off point. If we meet that basic level criteria, then we can have a casual sex relationship. But just because it's the word casual in there doesn't mean that a sex act, in order for it to be good for me, I really, I want to go deep with that person. I want to experience pretty personal and life-changing things, things that alter your perspective that make you feel high like a drug can, just really interesting sensations. And sex is so personal and it's hard for me, and I'm not saying that I haven't done it or can't do it, I certainly have, but I shouldn't say it's hard for me. It's better for me when there's trust there. Because then you can't have open, really great sex with a lot of orgasms if you feel like while you're doing it, there's something about this person you can't trust and you have to protect yourself. That is going to be in your subconscious. It won't be like running around in my mind per se, but other things might that spring from that. Like just a lot of stuff. I don't know. It's just weird. And I don't even want to try to force myself to be with someone that, again, I just don't think is decent. And that's why I have this 
my whole protocol, you know, with you got to meet, you have to talk to them. There has to be, I mean, with that process, that qualifying process, it doesn't need to be long and lengthy, but I don't want it to linger either. Trust me. I want to move it forward. I'm like, let's just see, let's run this through its paces here and see if we can get to go because that's where I want to be. And that's where they want to be. But I don't want to mess around with just shitty guys, jackasses who are doing things they shouldn't be doing. And that have to trust that they're, what if they get exposed to an STD and they don't, because again, and you can't trust them and they don't tell you just because they want to get laid and they they literally don't have any basic level of respect for you. A lot of these characteristics kind of go hand in hand. So yeah, this is why, again, just to circle back to answer this question, why do I have to have this trust? Because we're all adults and there needs to be a basic level of trust and respect among two people in order for me to feel comfortable in a sexual scenario and in order for me to have the level and the quality of sex I want to have, those elements have to be present. So I hope that makes sense to this person. I'm like, I I don't know how you can do it the other way. I mean, to me, you're just jacking off and I know that these things can just get very utilitarian, jacking off because you're just trying to get to getting yourself off. And of course we all are, right? But you can enjoy the wonderful bits and components and all the intricacies and sensations and feelings, the whole ride. You can enjoy the whole ride, not just the end point, not just that final orgasm that you're going to have. And so speaking of that big orgasms and self-exploration and masturbation getting into the utilitarian side, I did get some question about masturbation and how come my pussy so has all these like spots and how does this person that's asking me this question, they were wondering like, how do I find all my spots? And I don't think I'm that sensitive and da, da, da. You probably are. The thing is you have to take the time to explore that with yourself. And it's kind of sounds, it sounds a little like, I don't know, hippy dippy, like, oh, you know, make love to yourself, <laughs> but you really kind of have to, you have to touch yourself the way you'd want How do you want your partner to touch you? Start touching yourself like that and explore it and how it feels. And as you do, you'll start finding different little spots. I mean, it blows me away how many different ways I can have an orgasm. Because if I look back when I was younger, I just thought it's clitoral. All I can do is clitoral. That's it. And I was like, well, there you go. And then when I was about 25, I think it was 25, I read a Cosmo magazine and they had this article in there about how to find your G-spot and have a G-spot orgasm. And I mean, I literally almost damn near locked myself in my room. And I'm like, I like made the bed nice and put a towel down. And I mean, I was like, I read this thing and I had my dildo and I'm like, I am literally, I am not stopping until I achieve this. And it took a while. It might've been like 45 minutes or an hour, but I finally got there. And it was through relaxing and just clearing my head and following what good old fashioned Cosmo was telling me and lube and fantasizing. And then, and finally, you know, and then I could really start to zero in and feel the sensations from my G-spot and what that felt like. And yes, it's different. And it doesn't start out as intense as just going right for your clit, right? But as you kind of put your go-to aside, you can start to experience these other parts of your body that are pleasurable and see where it leads. And 
kind of give it a chance. <laughs> you know, give G-spots a chance, ladies. It, they're there and it feels good. And really what it is, is what I believe anyway, from what I've seen over the years as I've started to educate myself more about our clit is that it really is like, we think it's just that one little spot at the tip there, all those nerve endings. No, that runs, it's got legs. It's almost like a root what you're seeing is the the top of the bulb there, but it's like a root. It's got all these legs and it runs down into the back wall of your vagina around the side of your, on the outside, but inside, right? Internally on the sides there on either side of the opening of your vagina up to the top, back behind the pubic bone. I mean, it's just, it's all over. And that's why I can have orgasms so many different ways. That's why it always felt good to put pressure right on my pubic bone, but above my clit. I'm like, why is this feeling good? Why does that, I mean, that's, I'm not rubbing my clit, but I can have an orgasm that way with the pressure. There's a spot right at the very, the, the spot right between my clit and the entrance to my pussy, that right there, woo, if you put pressure on that, because again, you're pushing behind and you're feeling that the line of your clitoris that runs internally and down. And so I can kind of hit it halfway to the G-spot and then all the way to the G-spot. Now, how the A-spot feels so good, that I don't know, but God damn, it does. Oh my gosh. I just, I don't know. So the point to all this is, and to the person that asked this question is, you get, you got to get yourself out of these ruts. And trust me, I am so guilty of it too. You just get stuck doing one thing because it's fast and efficient and it feels great. But what I found is when I'm in that mode, then when I'm with a partner, I'm in that mode too, because my body's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what to do. We know how to get this done. It's done this way. It's not done by taking it slow, enjoying all these different things, taking in all the pleasure and really just being present. It's through knowing that we got to get on that clit or you got to use this toy or you got to use that one. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm outing myself and saying I'm guilty of that. And I know it at times, but I'm aware. And so that's why when I did that, when I do my March Masturbation Madness Month, it's so beneficial. It reconnects you with everything. And it kind of helps, it does, it rewires your brain for the pleasure and where it can come from and what's pleasurable and how you can enjoy when a partner's just touching you slowly a certain way, like how that can lead you to orgasm and how you can just be like, oh, okay, boop, we're here now. We're doing this. Okay, yeah. I'm going to come this way. Okay, now he's going to do that. Yep, that feels great. Now I'm going to have an orgasm that way too. This is why I feel like I'm multi-orgasmic and I have a low refractory period. I believe it's because I can switch off. I can go to different pleasure points. I mean, if I just sit there and ride my clit and ride my clit and rub that thing down, it's going to get sore. I've rubbed skin off before. I mean, I've done it all. I'm lucky the poor things doesn't have battle scars at this point because sometimes I can get very aggressive. (laughs) But it just... Like I said, gets you rewired and also shows you how many ways that you can have an orgasm from this angle, that angle, this point, that point, this stroke pattern, that stroke pattern, this size or that size. I mean, it just, it varies. And so if you think that you're kind of body's designed, like you can only have it one way or you're just used to, okay, we do all these things and now it's my turn. And when it's my turn, boom, this is what I have to be doing in order to have an orgasm or boom, that's what my partner has to be doing to have an orgasm. I think if that rings true for you, you might want to schedule some play sessions just to play with each other's bodies. Do the erotic massage, do the erotic massage on your partner if he's got a penis or really help your partner play with her pussy. Get a bunch of toys, different things, 
slow, cover little areas, watch a damn video. There's so much out there. Go to like YouPorn, they have educational stuff. Look into all the different pleasure points in a pussy. I mean, I've tried to describe them. It's pressure on the pubic bone that's inside the vagina. It's pressure on the pubic bone above the clit around the side when you're putting pressure just with your fingers as you're like, you've got some fingers in her, a finger in her, and then you've got fingers on the side of her pussy. If you're eating her out, I mean like, just the pressure and all that good stuff and oh and rubbing your clit and doing little swirls and <laughs> there's so much there's so so much and it's not just it's not just the pounding of your penis that feels good too but it's different angles you know and different things so spend a little time to figure this stuff out for yourself and for your partner it's so good oh my gosh and then once you get good at it then i mean that's when you're cooking with gas that's why i've found that the partners that take the time to really explore my body with me and for me. Oh my God. Those are the guys that make me come like crazy because they're always, and they switch it up. They have a different playbook for every encounter is different. You're doing different things. And the fun part is it's, that's why it's always exciting and fresh and new because what are they going to do this time? But and I'm not nervous. I'm just excited because I know that I already know where all these pleasure centers are in my body. And I'm not going into an experience thinking, okay, great. He's going to do all this and that's going to be fun. But ultimately, I'm just waiting to get to the point where I can do my normal routine that makes me come. right? That's when sex becomes utilitarian and not very fun. And if you're jacking off that way or you're masturbating that way, you're training your brain to have sex that way. Be careful. You're going to get, that's where we get stuck in these patterns and it gets monotonous and boring. So I hope you guys find that helpful. That's what I've discovered. I, seriously, if you can, I would highly, highly recommend go back, listen to my episodes released in March during March Masturbation Madness Month on the, mostly on the Tuesdays. I probably talked about it too on the Saturdays, but ugh, just go back and listen to those and all the things. It's like it's like a reset, a refresh, a spring cleaning, <laughs> a spring cleaning to orgasmic bliss. Trust me, it works. And maybe you just do a two-week or a 10-day version of it, but masturbate every day. Try different things. Edge yourself. Tease yourself. If you go listen to those episodes. You'll get a ton of ideas on different ways to touch yourself because sometimes you even forget, like, is there a different way to touch myself? How can this be more interesting? I don't know. But trust me, there is, there are, and you need to discover that for yourself first before you can expect that a partner is going to do it for you. Some partners are going to be very, very, very good at helping you explore. And others just, it's not that they're not good at it. They just don't, they don't think to do it or they don't know. As a general rule, I believe people want to be good in bed for themselves and for their partners. I've been very lucky. I've said that on the show before. I feel like the men that I've been with are extremely giving and generous and very few, I've run across very few that didn't want, that weren't concerned with my pleasure. I mean, I don't even know if I can really think of any that weren't concerned with my pleasure. Definitely some that just weren't as good <laughs> about, about it. That, that could have been for other reasons. So anyway, there you go. There you have it, guys. I hope that's helpful. I hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you know where you can reach me, Curious Girl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Everybody stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. 
And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 